0: Welcome to the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. I'm Marla Martinson, a crystal-loving, tarot-slinging, matchmaker, author, and energy healer. I'm here to inspire you to heal the past, live in the moment, and put some magic and fun in finding your soulmate. This is a place where we talk about all things love, light, how to make your dreams come true, and awaken to your authentic self by consciously creating your reality. Hello, hello, and welcome, everybody. Oh, gosh, I'm so happy to be here. It's December, it's cold in Los Angeles, and it's all Christmassy, and what better thing to do on a what day is it today, Tuesday, (laughs) Tuesday morning, then to talk spirituality, spirit guides, soulmates with my friend Linda Deer, and also take a few calls and answer some soulmate questions, maybe tune into the guides, I've got my cards here, and Linda's got her, her whatever she uses, and her intuition, she's amazing, so first, before I bring on uh, Linda, I'm going to Read from Louise Hay's Heart Thoughts, A Treasury of of Inner Wisdom. Um, I always just read a little inspiration first. And today I'm uh, reading a little uh, page called I Am Pure Spirit. Be aware that we are all pure consciousness. We are not lonely or lost or abandoned. We are one with all of life. Look within your very centered space and see the part of you that is pure spirit, pure light, pure energy. Visualize all your limitations falling away one by one until you are safe, healed, and whole. Know that no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how difficult things may be, at the very center of your being, you are safe and you are whole. You always will be. Lifetime after lifetime, you are shi- a shining spirit, a beautiful light. Sometimes you come to this planet and cover your light and hide it, but the light is always there. As you let those limitations go, and as you recognize the true beauty of your being, you shine brightly. You are love. You are energy. You are spirit. You are the spirit of love shining brightly. Let your love shine. And I love that because so many of us want love. We, you know, I'm a matchmaker. 18 years, you guys, I've been a matchmaker, and people come to me and they want to find love. They want somebody to complete their life, or you know that uh, movie that Tom Cruise did, and she says, "You complete me." You know, and The fairy tales that we grew up with, it really kind of did a number on us because we're looking for something outside of us to complete us or to make us happy. And we have to remember that we are light, we are spirit, and once we are emanating that love and light and spirit, that's when someone will come in to complement our life and to partner up, not to complete it or fix us or save us because that's not fair to put on another person and um, it w- eventually won't work out because the other person will feel resentful and they have their own stuff they're going through. Everybody's going through uh, some lessons and, and, uh, and some stuff. So uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Linda Deer. Uh She is amazing. She has some books and she's going to tell you about, um, and thanks to her spirit guides and angels, Linda lived to tell her story because from early childhood, Linda experienced something most of us missed. She realized she was being guided after a lifetime of being guided in her book that she called guided. She shares what she learned and most importantly, how she learned it. And she told her story. It's a riveting Testament to survival in the face of insurmountable odds, where she achieved far more than she imagined knowing that she was guided. She had this, dream that uh, she had for the first 35 years of her life. She was uh, abused as a child and neglected. And uh, the only way she survived was um, her angels helping her. And on that book cover is a photo of her angel. She told me the story. I think it was, she'll tell you, tell us, but I think it was on Christmas or around Christmas time. She picked up her camera and, and she saw her angel and t- it let her take a picture of it and she put it on the book and she has a new book. So anyway, I'm just going to bring her on um. All right. I'm going to bring her on now. I'm going to have to see her. Where is her? I think this is it.
1: Linda? I'm here, Marla.
0: Hi. <laughs> we have some other <laughs> callers, and I was like, which number is it? I I wrote it down. And oh, now, okay,
1: so I've good. got you. <laughs> all right. Good, Marla. I'll, I'm so right. happy to be here
0: <laughs> great. So, Linda, let's let's talk a little bit about you know our theme is let your spirit guides pick your soulmate, and uh, tell us your take on that. And did your spirit guides pick your soulmate? Because you've got a pretty great soulmate, Ray.
1: I certainly do, Marla. Um, I, I and I didn't do it on my own. Um, you know, all my relationships, I picked them all. I personally picked them for myself. <laughs> Yeah, and in those relationships, when here's what I learned, is when you chase a relationship, you're setting yourself up for a lesson. When you yeah. let your relationship come to you, when you let your guides help you, when you ask for their help, and they mm-hmm. send you, who's right for you. Now you're going to experience something rather than have another lesson in your life. Okay, we right, what right. we seek out for ourselves we can't see what's best for us because we're in this life, you know, we're here, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when our spirit guides see what's best for us, they see what's best for us based on what our soul planned on before it came here. They, they, they didn't get the amnesia when we came here. We did. Mm. Yeah. So, so they see what we cannot. And if we can just breathe, and I, I really mean this, with everybody that's listening, if, if we could just learn to cool down our jets and not have, yeah. not feel so much uh, lack, that would be the way to say it, and panic in our life. And, cool, and when that happens, to stop ourselves and breathe and, and let your body feel back up with its life force where you're reconnected to that guidance, that present moment stuff. And that's where your guides reside. So if we're anywhere other than in that present moment where we're cooled down and our expectations are out of the way, our spirit guides and angels can't reach
2: us.
0: Uh, that is such a great point. Being in the moment, we're always thinking ahead, like, am I going to be old without without somebody or or am I wasting time with this person or I don't want to settle? And, you know, there's all these things that we're thinking about swirling around our relationships and what what do you say about people who have so for instance you know I'm on my third marriage Adolfo and I have been together for 18 years looks like it's going the distance but you know I've had uh not only two other marriages but a, a three and a half year relationship where I lived with somebody and a lot of people um will say about that in their own lives well and I could say it well I wasted all these years it was wasted with that person what's um What's your take on that when we've been with other people that were maybe bad relations, you know, so called bad relationships or not high vibrational or difficult?
1: You know, that's just us um, moving through life and learning about who we are along the way. And in the midst of all that, we collected a few relationships that gave us the opportunity to learn some really primal you know some prime lessons that we needed to learn Mm -hmm. so we Mm -hmm. could actually be worthy of the relationship that would be the one right yeah we've got to
0: we've got to go yeah we have to uh, I feel like gosh I did I had things that I need to clear I had things that I needed to heal from childhood or past lives and I was playing them out in these relationships and until I really did the work um, you know, it's just going to repeat and repeat and repeat. So um, More people, because we talk about patterns, done. right?
1: Yeah. You, you just said it when you said the work, yeah. when you did the work. Yeah. See, yeah. this is where people get, they get roughed up and they take things personally and they, they feel like they got cheated and I wasted my life with that person and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, all they're mm-hmm. doing is complaining about the fact that this takes work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's
0: it. And, and, and what, what um, so two things here. So uh, we like to blame the other person. It's our ego. It's like, well, that person, you know, cheated on me or they didn't treat me right. Or they, you know, were this way or they were that way. We can always, you know, uh, and certainly maybe they did, did, but, but we also picked them <laughs> and stayed with them That's and maybe true. married them and maybe had kids with them. And, and so we were a complete part of that um, and those choices. So I, for me, Once I owned that and realized, hey, Marla, yeah, that last husband did cheat on you. He did. He was a narcissist and, you know, uh, gaslighted you and all this stuff. But guess what? I picked him. I married him too quick. I I picked him because my self-esteem wasn't high and I wanted a cute, you know, gorgeous guy. And he wasn't, you know, looked good on the outside, but on the inside wasn't good for me. And I stayed with him seven years. And so I took full responsibility for all those choices, not beating myself up or, or anything, but just saying, look, these are patterns that I've, I've engaged in. And then I started work, well, I started working with a shaman for a year doing some very deep work. Now, very so uh, what about when, when you say, when we say the work, what, what can, tips can we give people on how
1: to start some work on themselves? Okay, what you just said, your description of just one of those relationships yeah. Is, what the work, is what the work is like. It's, it's what we enter into those relationships because, you know, you, you have this dreamy concept of a relationship, okay? And so everybody's been fed that line. It, we've all been programmed with that, you know, the, the TV and the movies and, you know, all this kind of stuff it, and commercials and everything.
2: Mm-hmm. And, you
1: know, a relationship is, what is a relationship to somebody? Is it just, you know, a couple years and that's about all they can stand? I've seen a lot of that, Yeah. especially yeah. nowadays. They, they think that, well, when the relationship smooths out and there's this ebb and flow going on that's just comfortable, they feel like something's wrong with that relationship because it's not exciting anymore, okay? When right. really, yeah. in my here's my case. The reason I, I, relationships appeal to me is, that I always related to my relationship as not just, oh, I'm in this dreamy situation, but what can we do together that's really cool? What can we do together that's so interesting? And if you're not in that with me, if you can't play in that sandbox with me and we can't figure it out together and have fun doing this and and Mm stick with it, okay? Because we Mm -hmm. both feel equally as committed to achieving whatever that is, and and producing that result. If you're not with me, if you're not looking the same direction as me, at the same time, then we don't have a relationship. Mm -hmm. So that's what I base mine on. And if they're not in the, if they're not, if they jump out of that sandbox, I was married twice before Ray. And we had a great, great sandbox experience together until they got (laughs) bored with it. (laughs) <laughs> and when that happened, Marla, those relationships went kaput. I mean, they just about were taken they the first relationship I found out, here's what I thought was going on. I I found out he was cheating on me. He was buying his uh-huh. girlfriend's Corvettes with our money. Oh oh wow.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So
1: he was having a ball, you know, and, and I found out yeah. about it. And I thought, well, you know, you you this infidelity thing, I, I'm not into it, so I'm getting a divorce from you. Turns out he yeah. was the third uh, most uh, popular or uh, most, you know, active drug dealer in northern Arizona. I didn't know about that part oh until I wound yes. up di- until I was divorcing him. Then all that dark stuff came out. But so it's a good thing I did get away from him. But when I remember when I first got the uh, was was informed that he was cheating on me. Here's how I said it, mm-hmm. cheating on me. I was driving down to Sacramento. I, I lived in California at the time. I was going down to get another building permit for one of my projects, you know. And, um, and on my way down, I, I got this whole epiphany that came to me, guidance, where mm-hmm. they told me, they said, he didn't cheat on you, Linda. He cheated on himself. Mm-hmm. In an instant, I was able to release... Everything I was taking personally about that whole situation, in an instant, I never had a broken heart. At that, from that moment on, my heart was no yeah. longer broken. Yeah, it made sense. Well,
0: I yeah, I love that because we're always saying that person did this to me. They cheated on me. They did this. You know, they. It's always like we're we're the victim. Well, what we what that does is put us in the victim mode. Is what it does. True. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It a victim mode. totally.
1: So And you know, the guides yeah. would never sanction that, by the way. Your spirit guides and angels are always with you. They came into this life with you, and they, they would never sanction that. You know they would just mm-hmm. get to the point. They call themselves two things. They call themselves truth and love. And, mm-hmm. and truth and love are the same thing is how they describe themselves. And so they mm-hmm. only come from the truth. When they told me he didn't cheat on you, Linda, he cheated on himself. That was nothing but the truth. Right.
0: And, and this, these persons, these past relationships are also our soulmates is what I look at it because people we're conditioned Absolutely. to think a soulmate is just everything perfect. But a soulmate is traveling oh. in our soul group and then helping us face things in ourselves is what I think. True, but, Marla. You know, yeah. Well, that le- So <laughs> it's it's so interesting because do, doing this deep, deep work that I've been doing for a year, which I've done a lot of work before, and I spent, God, so much money on, you know, uh, spiritual therapists and this and that. Nothing was get- – because I was repeating my patterns again in my current marriage. I was repeating it again, and I was like, am I, I going have to leave this situation and all of that? But I started doing the work on myself and looking at my patterns and what did I have to clear out? What was I, the triggers that I was reacting to and all of this, and things started shifting. So we don't always have to leave a situation either. I mean, if they're, if you're getting beat up or something, or they're, you know, giving mistresses Corvettes, so that's something else. But if, there's just some things in place. <laughs> Some patterns that maybe you're not happy that you can once you start doing some deep work on yourself the uh situation around you starts shifting which i noticed and that and i even noticed that my current hubby is had to show me push those buttons he was pushing those buttons to get me get my butt into uh this deep work which is going to serve me the rest of my life
3: yeah
1: absolutely marla what it does yeah. is it puts you it puts the burden back on the right person that would be yourself and that'd be me or mm-hmm. anybody okay
2: yeah that
1: we, until it's like blame it blame is just refusing to take the responsibility that's necessary to to have the change in your life to have the realizations and the epiphanies and the and the awarenesses that bring you back to yourself this is not a selfish Thing we're talking about here this is a necessary thing if we're going to be any good to first ourselves mm-hmm. and anybody who enters into that into a relationship with us on any level you know yeah
0: and what about what yeah. about forgiveness like a lot of people hang on a lot of women hang on to um well men too but yeah <laughs> but Yeah. Uh, we, we hang on to that, oh, they did this to me and I can never trust again or I, I'll never forgive him or I'll never, um, and that only hurts ourselves.
1: So uh,
0: well, forgive, what do the guides say about percent, forgiveness or
1: your perception yeah, on that? Here's what they, exactly, and, and I actually wrote a post about what my guides told me about this thing about forgiveness. You do not need to forgive someone else. That's a total waste of time. A lot mm. of times people will say, you don't need to forgive me. I didn't do anything wrong. That's a real common thing to get smacked yeah. with when you try to tell someone, well, I forgive you, honey. Okay, here's, mm-hmm. here's what you need to do. Here's how the guide okay. explained it to me. You need to forgive the source of the problem, and that would be you. Oh. All right? Uh, yeah, uh-huh. you're the problem here. You're the one who needs to be – you need to forgive yourself for putting up with that much uh, – aggravation and and lack of respect yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Okay, you need, oh to, my you need to forgive yourself for that because that's the sort that's where the problem resides. It resides inside of ourselves, you know. Mhm. Oh my I've god, that is so powerful. I've had yeah. people get mad at me about about that statement, but I'll tell you what, it's the only thing that works for me. If something I have a daughter who you know I, my I, my only kid you know wow, and by the way she's fifty, she's fifty oh, years old now, and and I I tried so hard to get her to you know grow to allow her to grow up, to grow through it you know grow out of it whatever it was okay, but I I never felt like I needed, uh, her forgiveness or I needed to forgive her none of that. The only thing mm-hmm. I forgave was me for putting up with that for so long. I, I stopped her yeah. in her tracks. I, I notified her and let her know that this is over. Just because I'm your mom doesn't mean you can just keep doing this for the rest of your life. No. There, I, yeah. I hit my limit. And 37 years old, I wrote her off, Marla. Okay? Uh-huh. That's a relationship. Yeah. That's, a, that's a pretty strong relationship. I mean, I, that's my only kid. Okay, Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean. Okay, so I, that's a hard thing. If you're going to give up and, and finally call it quits with something, that's a relationship that refuses to cooperate, a relationship that refuses to be loving and kind, okay, a relationship that only torments and takes away from you and tries to tear you down and destroy you. That was my daughter, was, okay. So that was 13 nice. years ago when I wrote that off. And so that's a pretty strong, and who did I have to forgive? I had myself, but not really, because you know what? Had I not tried everything I could have tried in that relationship with, the, with my daughter, I could have never forgiven myself. I had yeah. to give it all. And even, even at the end, she laughed at me. She goes, how, did you, how come you put up with this for so long? I mean, what was wrong with you? I said, nothing was uh, wrong with me. I was the mom. The only thing wrong with me is I was the mom, and I tried everything. So if you think mm-hmm. that that's something that was wrong with me, then you have a problem. Yeah, yeah. You talk about this in uh,
0: guided uh,
4: your relationship yeah, with
0: her and 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 your mother, and it was kind of a pattern because uh, she spent a lot of time with your mother, right? And your mother was very oh yeah, abusive, and she learned from so, the master.
1: Yeah, yeah. right, <laughs> right.
0: And Linda, what what's, what's your ne Don't you have a new
1: book out right now? A, a new? Yeah, I do. Uh, I've got a book. Yeah. It's called. It, it's actually the companion journal to Guided. Guided is my okay. uh, true life story. It's the the it's an award winning bestseller, and it has been since mm-hmm. it was published. And anyway, yeah. I I from the, re- the result of writing Guided, I got thousands and thousands of fans coming at me that listened or re- read Guided that were so impacted by Guided that they they came to yeah. me wanting the first thing they came to me for was a coaching session so they could speak to their guides, all right? Right, all right. And then, and then, yeah, and then they wanted to know how to do this for themselves. It, hence came my fourth book. It's actually my fourth one that I published. That's called My Guided Journey, the companion journal mm-hmm. to guided. It's a workbook. Mm-hmm. It's, it's uh, produced only in paperback, of course, because it's a journal. You write in it. And mm-hmm. it takes the reader back. To where the source of these problems like you mentioned earlier in this you you went back in the last year you've been going back to the source of the problem you okay what happened yes. to you when you were young and what went into your head without unwittingly went into you without you even recognizing it and realizing it didn't even you know you just it was a knee-jerk response and it became a response ever since running your life, yeah. making all your decisions, yeah. okay, and making you feel the way you felt, Marla. So this this book, My Guided Journey, part two, 18 chapters, takes you back to your early life and, and allows you to get back in there and reexamine what happened without the, the hurt emotional child consuming yeah. the experience. Now, here's what I did with each chapter, Ray and I, by the way, Ray is my is, is, is my husband now, okay? And Ray helps me with yeah. all of this. I couldn't have done it without him. But the, 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 every one of these chapters in part two of My Guided Journey has a supportive video that we did uh-huh. where Ray mm. interviewed me and, and I talked about these chapters and how it works. Because, Marla, it's very different than anybody out there is doing it. No one's doing anything like this. It's what I learned from growing up. And surviving that that horrendous childhood, okay. And I yeah. had to learn. I had to learn to think from a higher level. I had to learn to to make sense of this because I could not accept what was what was presented to me in this life. It was unacceptable to me. It didn't make sense. There's no way I would have signed up for this. I'd never believed it, not since the time I was a baby. I never believed it. All right. So mm-hmm. it, what that opens me up to is this connection that we come in with these guides okay
2: yeah and when yeah. that
1: happened when that happened marla it I, i'll never know how my life would have been different because i had i connected with it so young in my life that from them i learned
4: yeah.
1: what i learned i learned things i was i was in the university of learning from a higher perspective before i even started school but as a kid you don't think about it like that you just follow, you know, it's like following your curiosity and there you are again and and there you go again and, there, you know, you're trying this now and, well, what about that? And you're constantly in that wonder, that state of curiosity that just takes you where you're going. It's guidance moving you that way. It's the connection you have when you have that that thrill going on in your life, that zone that you're in. We come Mm -hmm. in, in that zone, Marla, and I just kept writing it out in this life while I was in this life so I learned to live in two worlds at the same time from the beginning mm-hmm. right
2: right
0: yeah and and something that's interesting that you know you had a really uh, extreme uh bad childhood but then when i when I'm doing this work and I look back I think so we think okay everything comes from our childhood our patterns and stuff and for those of us who didn't who had a good childhood but there were some, you know, little issues, maybe you know, uh, alcoholism or something. But didn't you know we weren't beat up or neglected or anything. But when I when I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I thought, what I was trying to figure out, what is it that gave me these codependent patterns or these, you know, different patterns that I had? And I was thinking, tell me if, if uh, this is correct, things that we witnessed. So when I witnessed, uh, you know, um, my grandfather who was an alcoholic and then found out he had a gun and he, you know, things that just would shock you, like you were very close to, to somebody and then they died or uh, little things that, that, you know, just went probably in my subconscious and, and um, it stuck there and it was painful. It was sad. It was devastating in a way. And then came out later. So you didn't have, we didn't necessarily have to have like a, childhood where somebody would say, oh, I had a bad childhood, but there's incidents that we witnessed or bullied when I was bullied in school. We think, oh, that's all, you know, look, I'm successful now. I'm happy now. Who cares about those idiot, those bullies? But it went inside, lodged, even probably right. in myself, that pain
2: yep.
1: that's coming out. Marla, it, yeah. it's amazing how it how it interrupts our joy. It interrupts the ease. Of our life. It, that's what it does. The ease. Right. You know, if you think yeah. about that word, it's it, it sounds like such a, you know, a, a insignificant word. It's so important. If you're not living in your ease, you can't be present. If you're not present, you're not connected. If you're not connected, the worst thing that can happen in this life is being disconnected. Because now you think this mm-hmm. is all there is, this world, okay, and you feel mm-hmm. like you've been abandoned. You feel like you're all alone, and there's no one that can help you. Yeah, that's what it feels like when you're disconnected, right. when you're not at ease, when that those kind of things. It, it's it's a it's a subtle momentum that takes us down the wrong road. If we don't put if we don't take that, and you know, a lot of people. I want to say this: a lot of people are in are in situations that are not good for them. And what even when you're in those situations that are not good for you, because I've been there, what I did when I couldn't be at ease, I, I found a way to find some ease in my life, some calmness, some mm-hmm. present moment moments. I found a way to get myself away from the nonsense and the chaos and the shenanigans. I found a way to stop the the whole thing that was out of control I removed myself from the situation so I could have a serious present moment I mean serious I mean I meant it I I would write in that present moment that's why this journal I made that I wrote is so important I would write in my journal about what was going on what it felt like what I realized from what I felt and only then did i have power over that situation to take any action that's what my right. guided journey the companion journal the guided is all about this becomes this four these four qualifying questions of self-inquiry are the four questions mm-hmm. that become they become alive inside of the person i mean it becomes automatic they find themselves in a situation and they run through it boom write it down ah oh, how does it feel bam what did you realize? Mm. What did I realize? What does it feel like? How does that feel to me? What do I realize? And the, and the action you're going to take. At that point, you might even be, you might be high, and you know, just from the energy of it. You might be hurt. You might cry because you're letting the truth out. You're finally getting down to what the problem is mm. or what the solution is. All right? And you're getting mm-hmm. so real with yourself, nobody in this whole world, can get you that real with yourself than you can. And when writing in this journal, what happens, it's a a really cool thing. As you write in it, the guides say, they they say write in your journal for 15 minutes a day. It's it's the most important (laughs) meeting you're going to have all day. It's your meeting with us. And when you have this meeting with us, what happens is you're writing in your journal, but then when you refer back to it, when you review what you wrote a day later, a week, a month, you'll see that where we've infiltrated your writing. It's like automatic Mm -hmm. writing. You start to see Mm -hmm. where the guides started, you know, here's a sentence I don't remember even thinking that. Where did that come from? The evidence is on the pages, okay? It's your interaction and relationship and communication with them. right and you when you you used to just
0: kind of talk to them and hear them and then you developed this like you like me are a fan of the communication board <laughs> and you right, created right, your right. own and and then i've well, even had yeah. sessions with you and ray where you can you guys you can get a session with linda and ray and that you do it on skype and then they have their communication board and the guides come through and talk to you directly um, which is great. Right. So uh, do you go on there for yourself to
1: get guidance or are you just here? All the time, uh, Marla. When, when, Ray, when Ray and I sit down and we need, we need a little guidance, you know, about, okay, the business and what we're doing and or, you know, yeah. or whatever's going on. Um, what, what do you think? You know, we've been doing this for so long. What do you see? Is there something that we should be paying attention to that we're not seeing? And they'll say, they'll come in. And they'll communicate to us exactly what that is. So mm-hmm. They just cut right mm-hmm. to the chase, tell you what it is, and off they go. And, you know, okay, yeah. you're fine now. Okay, go ahead and implement it, and we'll talk to you later. I mean, they're, they're like – it's like a round table. It's – the guides call – Ray and I call it our yeah. board meeting, you know, like a board meeting if you were <laughs> right, in a business. Right. We, we, except yeah. it's Ask the Universal Channel Board, right? Um, yeah. Our board meeting with the guides. And, um, and, but most of the time, Marla – I talk, I use the, uh, Ray and I use the talking board uh, all the time. But we also, and, and the reason we use it is because, you know, when you when you get information and it just comes through telepathically, sometimes you go, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I'm still missing something here. Am, what am I missing? And they'll fill in the blanks, okay? So right, it's about right. perfecting your intuition. But I call, I call Ask the Universal Channel uh, the training wheels to, Communication with your spirit guides. What will really mm-hmm. happen? It'll sharpen you up. It'll get you in that in that in that learning how to make that connection. And throughout your entire day, you'll be getting insight, guidance. You know, do this now. Get out of that now. You know, don't don't do this now. You know, you just know you constantly know what through that filter what guidance sees for you instead of just what you what you're what you're reaching for for yourself. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: it's the uh, I don't have somebody to do it with, but I do it on my own. I'm able. And you guys who don't know what a communication board is, some people will call it a Ouija board. It's a it's a board with, with let the alphabet so that you can get messages right. on there. And <laughs> and it's interesting. And Linda's is a round um, uh, circle, but uh, the when I go on there. Uh, I don't even have to look. And then I really, it's a focal point and And it's moving around like you guys do. It's moving so fast, the planchette, that you're just hearing it. But it's like a focal point. And it does sharpen me up. And when I do readings for people, I'll also use that board. But just and then the stuff that's coming through, it's just channeling right through my mouth, all these messages. And they're like, Oh, my God, that's such amazing information. So it, it just gets, I think it gets our brain out of the way, our, our, our human brain, and just let's, the spirit download what they need to download, and it's just amazing. I, I'm so you know, Marla, happy that I, could, I found I that.
1: Couldn't, yeah, I couldn't explain it any better than that. You, that was ex, that's exactly what it is. You know. Yeah. We also, by the way, have a we have a Facebook group called Ask the Universal Channel. It's it's a private Facebook group where people who have any number. We've got three versions of this uh, Ask the Universal Channel. We've got the mm-hmm. official version. We've got the paperback version where they can just download it off their computer and print it. And then there's the online digital version of this talking board. Mm-hmm. And it's been optimized mm-hmm. to use with the pochette or the pendulum. Okay, The spirit right. guides came to me in 1988 in my first channeling session and they, they asked me through, through a couple different uh, people who were channeling the information for me. Uh, they came through and they asked me Uh, They said they need a new talking board. They need one that does not cause fear and caution to help Mm. people through the challenging times to come.
2: And Mm -hmm. that was December of
1: 1988. And they said, will will you do this? Are you in? Will you you help us with this? And it's the only thing they ever asked me to do for them. And I said, uh-huh. yeah, I'm in. I mean, I've been, I've had this connection with them my whole life. Why would I say no? And so I went, right. of, and with my background, architecture, and you know, design and graphic designer, and I have the capability and the business uh, acumen mm-hmm. to pull it off. You know, see it through. So they right. and and this connection to them. So the, of course it came to me. You know, starts making sense. And it was I had it built, developed and produced the following year. This is the 30 yeah. year anniversary. Of Ask the Universal Channel. Oh my
0: gosh, that's amazing! Yeah, I have that uh, uh, no. that Universal Channel, and I love it. It's great.
1: I know. Yeah. And it's small and enough to put it in and your
0: purse and take it with you. You you can travel with it. It, it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, and it's on your and it could be right on your phone where you can use your pendulum and you know, because of the online version, it's really cool. Yeah. So anyway, this this is um uh. I, uh, anyway, I don't know. It's going to say something about it, but anyway, this is yeah. the 30-year anniversary. Oh, and ask the Universal Channel Facebook group. As as long as uh, people have one version of this, they have to go to channelreadings.com and get okay. one version of it. They're they're not expensive, but they have to have uh, in order to work in the group. They need uh, they need to have one of these. So then you know we've got 87 members in the group, but but it's a really tight soul-driven like-minded group of people. This is not just a fly-by-night group. This is really a tight group. And they actually, yeah, the, and students of Ask the, Universal, the, the students of Ask the Universal Channel, teach other students throughout the week through different, um, they do it over Zoom to teach uh-huh. them how to use their own uh, Ask the Universal Channel, and they do it for free. These are the primary wow. students that Ray, and, that Ray and I taught over the last year and a half took us about a year and a half to get these guys where they were really sharp. And Marla, yeah. we taught them over this Facebook group. We mm-hmm. only met yeah. them personally, met them, what, two months uh-huh. ago at our live event. That's the first time we uh-huh. ever met them physically. But they learned this, mastered this, uh, by, right. by coming once a week and learning from us. And now they teach the, the, the other um, people that, that want to learn. Fantastic.
0: Well, why don't we take a few calls and um, answer some questions. Bring How do you feel about
1: that? <laughs> I love it. All right, it.
0: here we go. Hello and welcome. Tell us your name and where you're calling
1: from. Come over, Ray. Hi,
0: my name is Maribel. I'm calling from New York. Maribel from New York? Yeah. Okay. All right, welcome. What's your, what, what's your question today or what do you want to talk about? Well, I wanted to go into maybe a little bit of advice. I've been trying to overcome these feelings of anxiety and, like, to overcome my fear of, like, stage fright. And I just, like, even though I keep telling myself it's a habit, it's something that I just need to be aware of and let go, I'm finding it so difficult, like, to even budge from this position. Mm.
1: Linda, you want to take this? Oh, yeah, this is a big – you stepped in to one of the big reasons that you came into this life when you started to confront this, okay? This is, that's mm-hmm. how powerful this is. This is about stage fright, Ray. Okay. And about her, her – her, she's unable to move past it no matter what she does, anxiety,
3: mm-hmm.
1: no matter what she does. So we're going to let your guides talk to you. Uh, we're going to channel this information for you. Say your name again. Maribel. Maribel. Okay, Maribel. Ray, Maribel. Okay, this is Ray. Ray and I do this together, uh, Maribel. This is Ray Mm -hmm. and Linda, and we're using Ask the Universal Channel to channel your spirit guides, okay? So, Maribel, here's what I want you to do. You need to help us here, all right? Mm -hmm. I need you to breathe right now with us, okay? Breathe. Okay breathe like you're trying to catch the breath that brings on a yawn. Go for that kind of breath and work with us here. Okay? Okay. Loosen up your upper shoulders. Move your neck around. Get your back loosened up. Stretch out your arms. Loosen up the body so the body can breathe. Alright?
5: Breathe.
1: Reach for that yawn. How are you doing, Maribel? Doing good. This is what you need to do every time that you're confronted with this stage fright. Keep breathing. <sighs> okay, now, I feel that you're, you're. I feel tingly through my body. Are you feeling tingly through your body?
0: Yeah, specifically my okay.
1: Okay, good. You're getting there. Are you feeling warm? Yes. Okay, that's right. Okay, you haven't caught your breath yet. I can tell you that because I can feel it in my body. You're, you're not quite there yet, but you're doing better. So we're going to take it from there. Mirabelle. your spirit guides and angels are here with us now, and they're going to tell you what it is you need to know about this stage fright and this anxiety. And here they go.
5: Hello, we come to you in truth and love. We see that the reason you are worried about the future is that you play the what-if Game in your mind, you spend more time thinking about what if this happens, or what if that happens, or what if it doesn't happen, that you miss the present moment altogether where the what is is happening it's developed into such a pattern in your life that without becoming present and focused in the moment instead of stress about the future that you have gotten yourself frozen in place and can't move forward. If this situation continues, you will find that it will affect you physically by giving you pains in your legs and lower back and prevent you from physically moving forward once you start addressing the fact that you must stop this futuristic worrying that you will be able to make a clear decision about what to do in the present moment.
1: So how does she do this right now?
5: Write down what it is that you are afraid of about the future. It's only in writing it down that you can Examine it outside of yourself. Once you see it on paper, it has been taken out of the the ethers and brought into this world. You then ask yourself, how does what you wrote down make you feel, and what you realize from it now that you can see it and the action you must take will become obvious. Yep.
1: Do you have this? Did you hear this? Maribel, Maribel? do you understand what they told you?
0: Yeah, I do, and I really, I felt
2: a lot of resonance with what he said, um, namely that I do tend to think a lot about the future and what if this happened or what if that happened,
0: but I do, like, writing it down just seemed like a really good idea.
1: Yeah, now, I want you to notice your, your words. Anytime you use the word but, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I want you to make extra, extra, extra note of the times that you use the word but. You said but, and I'm gonna write it down. You, you, but gives you a, a way out. But but keeps you from performing on it. But and okay. is inclusive. Okay, now these are the little things we do that we can catch ourselves at so that we can begin to stop the pain, Marybelle, okay? okay. It's, it's those little things that, that corner us, that gives, we're looking for an escape hatch. We're looking for a way out, so we don't have to do that work. So, so we don't have to confront the darn thing. But you know what? It hurts too much. You can't carry this anymore. You are finished with that, aren't you, Mary Bell? Yeah, I'm tired of it. So you got the thing. You've got the answer to your question. Yeah, I did. Okay.
4: <laughs> What's that? Beautiful. What did she say? Yeah. yeah, she good. said good. I, did. I
1: did. Yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah, good. You Excellent. got you got this thing, Maribel. You you got this thing. You you know how to do it now. If you have to listen to Marla's show again to, to to get the details, I want you to type it all out. I want you to either type it out or write it out in your journal. What came through from your spirit guides and angels today on how to to get your life back. And stop letting this take it away from you. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 uh, I
0: Mary Bell, I pulled an angel card for you from Kyle Gray's Angel Prayers, mm-hmm. and Archangel Azrael came up saying, tra- Change and transition. Thank you, Azrael, for leading me safely through this change. So, this way of thinking, this way of being, this way of communicating with your angels like Lin- Linda and Ray and the guides. Uh, shared, uh, is going to, uh, be the catalyst. So, so it is a change in transition on how we approach things and call on Archangel Azrael to help you through this, through this shift. All right. So thank you. And, and, uh, we'll do another show and let us know how everything, everything worked out for you. Okay. Thank you so much. I'm going to go on to, uh, thanks much love to you bye
3: all right we'll go right into another one hello hello welcome
0: and what's your name and where are you calling from
3: hi this is diane in nebraska thank you for taking my call
0: all right what can what would you like to talk about today diane
3: well um i'd like to talk about i'm wondering if one of you would look in on my current romantic relationship i've been having an issue off and on with tuning in to my spirit guides. At any given moment, usually I can do a reading for someone else when I'm looking for information. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's there easily, sometimes not so much. Um, I think I'm starting to get some information back now through my dreams. It's not at a real conscious level, but I had not remembered my dreams for years, and now I'm finally starting to get that back. I've been asking for some time for that, and now I am getting that. Um, So since I've got a blockage, Mm -hmm. just anything – you can advise me that I need to know that I'm not picking up myself on my relationship. And his name is Brian, I, if that helps.
0: Brian. Oh, okay. His name's Brian.
3: Yeah. Well, I'll just give I did pull some cards and then
0: I'll let Linda and Ray have the spirits come in. So I thought, uh I'm using um, this love deck by John Holland. And what, what they're saying is, is reach out, have more communication with your partner, um, but communication without those triggers, without the um, defensiveness, uh, also HEAL came up. So so um, you're going to find out, you'll find out more from your guides what Linda and Ray bring through, but there's some healing that needs to be done. There's some chains that are um, still there that need to be released. And then after you do this, after you get your communication more clear uh, and and heal yourself on your reactions, you're going to blossom and your relationship will blossom. So that's what I'm getting. All right. Linda Thank and Ray, you. take it away. <laughs> you're welcome. <coughs>
5: Hi, Diane. I have a Hi. quick question to, uh, for you about your dreams. Um, how long has it been since you've been able to remember your dreams and now you're remembering them again?
3: Um, well, I went through a period of time, I'm not sure how many years, I'd say at least two or three years where I really was not remembering any, and I was asking for almost that length of time, not quite as long, but I was asking for at least a year for the help getting that back, and I'd say, probably the last 6 months off and on I've been starting to get it back and I've been very excited about that even though I haven't been making a lot of uh connections with it yet I I know I will be because I used to keep a dream journal and I'm almost at the point where I think I'm remembering enough I'll be able to get that again
1: Okay here's a question Hi Diane this is Linda
3: Hi
1: how long how long have you been in this relationship 4 years 4 years okay So you stopped remembering your dreams. How long ago did she say, Ray? What did you write down? Two to three years ago. Two to three years ago. Okay. That's when you stopped remembering them. Okay. So something in the relationship for the first year, everything was fine. And then after that, you stopped remembering somewhere around a year and a half to to, uh, a year to a year and a half into the relationship, you stopped remembering your dreams. They became more intermittent as you could recall them. Right, correct, okay, so something happened there, Diane, all right
2: <laughs> okay, see, if you
1: were writing all if you were writing all this down in a journal, you'd see it instead of me pointing it out to you by going you know back and and, and re and re-looking at these things, so right in the future, my point is is write this stuff down as you're moving through it because you can't see it while you're in it, you know you can't, so okay. we're going to let. Ray, do you have any other questions no. for her before we start? Okay, so Diane, your spirit guides and angels are going to come through, and they're going to tell you what they see because you know why? They're always with you, all right? How are you doing with your breathing?
3: Uh, it, it's off and on. When I am mindful okay. of it, I'm better with it. Yep. Other times it's uh, somewhat anxious. I, I catch myself not breathing sometimes.
1: Good, uh, you're aware of it. A lot of people couldn't even answer that question because they're not even aware of it. But you answered the question. You are aware of it. And I can tell you by my body, the way I feel in my body, you're doing pretty good. I feel a okay. little restriction in my throat. I don't feel it in my chest, but with you, I feel a little bit of restriction in my throat. It's like you're not, something happened. Where you are right now in your life, you're having trouble Communicating your feelings You're having okay. trouble You're Saying what you think And feel okay You feel like something is going on in this relationship Where you can't express yourself Without, without some kind of A ramification All right. Ugh. So okay we're going to let your guides Talk to you now and here they go Thank you
5: Hello Diane
1: yes.
3: Hello
5: Come to you In truth and love. Not being able to remember your dreams is spiritually symbolic of giving up on your dreams. Also, the constriction in the throat area or your communication area is being afraid to voice your feelings. All of these things are the little compromises that you allowed to creep in to your relationship with compromises and what you are willing to tolerate in a relationship only teaches the other person how to treat you. This pattern unless it is broken will eventually ruin a relationship.
1: And there you have it.
3: Hey, thank you all yeah. very much. That makes sense.
5: You're welcome. Yep. Yeah, and the card
0: said that about the communication too, so you can work on that and you can get a more detailed reading with Linda and Ray or, or myself, all right? So much love, uh, Diane. All right, we're gonna move on here, and welcome, and what's your name and location?
4: Oh, hi there, it's Jennifer calling from Canada.
0: Hi, what part of Canada, Jennifer?
4: Uh, Ontario.
0: All right, beautiful. Um, what do you wanna talk about today?
4: I liked what you were saying about uh, people who are soulmates, and sometimes they're just there to teach us a lesson, so, what I'm calling about is I did have an instance where I did meet someone, and I thought I, I felt like it was my soulmate. However, I had so many misgivings, but I, I never really quite found out what I was to learn from that or why it happened the way it did.
0: Ah, this sounds like you got to get Linda's and Ray's journal, <laughs> and you're gonna mm-hmm. go. Yeah, that's done. You're gonna know. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so you were with this guy how long? Oh, br-
4: just really briefly. Like really briefly.
0: Week. You thought it was a soulmate, and you just don't
4: know why he was there. And what did it just fizzle out? Well, I found out randomly. Well, there's no randomness, right? uh that he was lying about a lot of things. So but it was just through happenstance that I found out that it was just a whole bunch of lies. Right. All right. Um Ray and Linda, you want to go for uh for this?
1: Oh yeah, we'll take this sure. Yeah, and um okay. Jennifer. Jennifer, this is Linda and Hi, Linda Ray. Jennifer. All
4: right.
1: <laughs> and so Jennifer, you're are you ready for the truth finally? I, oh, yeah, I am. I
4: thought that I'd have to die to find out. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, this will be easier. This, this will be easier, easier than dying. Okay. No, good. <laughs> hey, you guys. I think it's.
0: I. This is Marla. I think it could be more painful than dying, though, facing some of this stuff. But once you move through
1: it, it's going to be heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you know that's how we. That's how we reach consciousness is little pieces of our old self that got confused along the way have to die off so that we can fully emerge in this world, in this lifetime. All right. And that's what you're doing, Jennifer. You're, you're ready to face the truth about whatever that was that up until now you haven't been quite ready for it. Maybe your ego was a little bit too tender. Maybe, you know, uh, something about it was just just made you feel fragile and didn't make you feel strong what you're going to hear from your spirit guides and angels right now with Ray and mm-hmm. I is going to be powerful okay but it's going to be the truth and here they go
5: thank you Jennifer we come to you in truth and love early on in any relationship, you do not present yourself as who you really are. It's a situation where each person is nervous about making the best first impression. Like a job interview. They want to get a second interview. So they put their best foot forward and only present good things about themselves. Then, if the relationship continues, the real person comes out. And this is usually right after the infatuation stage. People wonder, how could I have missed this? (laughs) He's not the person I thought he was. The person he presented himself to be. So... From now on, with any new acquaintance or relationship, we want you to write down everything you observe about this person and how they present it. Ask yourself, this question, what if he is the exact opposite of that? Then you start looking for things that are odd or out of the ordinary with how that person presented themselves. This will give you a detailed map of who they really are, and then you make your judgments.
1: But you have to write it down. You have to write it down all the way through and use people as, you know, just the person you work with. Start with them. That's somebody that you're not in a relationship with already. Start with somebody who you just met that. Start with something fresh so that you can begin to see how tracking this process
4: really pays off. That's a, that's, Thank you. Like That's, that's great. Yeah. That, that, that
5: makes sense. Yeah. And if you do this for yourself too, if you at the beginning of a relationship present yourself as who you really are, see, most people won't do that because they're afraid of, what the other person is going to think or say about them That's if right. they show up as who they really are. I mean, if you're, you know, if if you you know like to have green hair and piercings and tattoos, and you meet somebody and, who's a straight arrow, and, and they're shocked by something they they see, they can be shocked by something they don't see too. So you have to let those things out.
1: You just have to be yourself. Wh- yeah. In fact, is how how okay, how comfortable can you imagine yourself being by presenting yourself as who you are? Right. No more, no more nicing it up. I don't mean that you're not nice. I mean, no more pretending, no more, you know, you think they can't handle it, so you say something like this to soften it. You know, you can't do that. You know, I'm not saying to be a jerk or anything because you're not a jerk, so you don't have to worry about that, but... You just have to be who you are. Maybe they won't think I'm exciting enough. What if, what if, what if, what if? You're not living a what if life. You are living a what is life. And you are what is. And if you put that out there, Jennifer, everyone that comes your way, that's drawn to you, will love you. They won't just go, oh, yeah, you know, Jennifer, uh uh-huh. They will love you, all right? You want you want yes yeah. you want to, to mm-hmm. a short connection. So this is what your obligation is to yourself. Uh, long story short, from what just happened here today with you, be who you are on full throttle. Okay, just be who that is, and then enjoy enjoy the the show, Jennifer. Okay. In other words, if people, however they respond. Now it's your show. Now you put the show on, and there's your audience giving you the feedback. It's fun. Let yourself have fun. And when Ray was talking about not taking things so personally, that's the only time you can have fun.
4: When you're not taking that's things great. personally. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yep. So. Are you ready um, to
1: have fun? Yeah. Oh. oh,
4: yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Jennifer, I, this is Marla. I pulled a card, and this is so funny because I got Kali Ma facing fear. Major spiritual changes are unfolding, and this is your chance to soar. But the picture of Kali Ma is this beautiful – she's got this blue face, this – like Indian dot between on her third eye, but she's got a big nose ring and then she's got this big crown of flowers. And then she's got skulls on each side, like, like a necklace almost of skulls and this fire in her heart. So Linda was talking, or Ray was saying, if you have piercings and tattoos, just be yourself. And this Kali Ma came up with piercing and, you know, (laughs) blue face and all that. So it's just facing that fear of, maybe you are trying to put on a certain face for the world or for your job or for a guy. So just be completely like, uh, like the guide said, be yourself and just face that fear and come out as if you've got some quirkiness, like I like to wear my Halloween shirt, you know, all year round, because for me, Halloween is not a holiday. It's a lifestyle. So, you know, it, it, my husband will say, Oh my gosh, you, you know what? You're like a 12 year old girl. You sure love Halloween. I said, Hey, you know that's that's just that's just me. So I'm not afraid to be me. If somebody thinks I'm weird, you know that's okay. <laughs> that's, I'm just being myself. <laughs> there here, it is, so, Carla. So, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Jennifer. Um, good luck on everything and many blessings.
4: Thank you very All much. All right. Take we're care.
0: Gonna, we're going to jump on and keep going because this is so much fun. All right. Hello, <laughs> and tell us your name and location.
2: Hi, my name is Keisha from Arizona.
0: Keisha from Arizona. Where in Arizona? That's where uh Linda and Ray are.
2: Uh, Flagstaff. Where are you over there? Flag? All
0: right. Well, um what would you like to talk about today, Keisha?
2: Okay, let's go into the same thing. Well, I I didn't really date this guy, but I was having some a lot of dreams or telepathy between me and a certain individual, and I would like some information on that. What would did would the spirit think? Why did that happen?
0: Well, is this someone that you work with or you know or what's the connection here?
2: Yeah, I knew him. I knew him, but I was not in contact with him physically at all, but it was a constant communication whether he was in contact or not between me and this guy. And apparently, the truth is it's somebody, true, no. ain't nobody saying other than, huh? Uh huh.
0: I was just gonna say, is this somebody that you want want a uh, you know to be in a relationship with that you kind of have a crush on, or it's just you're just wondering what?
2: I think I had a crush is? on him, but what in the world? Not to this extent, you know. Um, yes, I, I. You know, a lot of guys I want to kind of see who I, um, who I would match well with, but this one just like what happened Mm -hmm. just kind of blew my head off so i don't know i'm kind of wondering what to think about it
0: okay um i got observe so you're gonna this is great because um also uh getting linda and ray's um journal and start writing stuff down because you have the answers in you you know what his purpose was but you're kind of blocking it and um, so observing that. So, yeah, I, I can't wait to hear what the guides have to say about that. So I'll let Linda <laughs> and Ray
5: take it over. So Go ahead. Keisha, was, was this person that you were having this, these dreams about or telepathy and thoughts about, was this
2: person available for a relationship or not? Um, I don't really know this guy. That's the issue. I don't know. I know that he's somewhat of a player and that is why I do not want to deal with it. And I don't know why it just blew up the way that it did. Uh, regardless, if he was, I, I knew he had, it was the gossip that he got a divorce, but you got to understand these people, you you never, I could never get the truth out of nobody. So I don't know what went on. All I know is I wanted that out of my life. You know, I'd rather, you know, crush on people, Regular, ordinary crushes, not crushes that seem to knock the power of you. Mm-hmm. So, so this I relationship see got
0: some codependency and blocks. I can't wait to
1: hear what that guide say. Go ahead, you guys. Yeah, sorry. She, <laughs> this relationship, this relationship that was never a relationship, okay, but now it's showing up in your dreams like it, like a relationship of some sort. Yeah, that's okay. crazy. Yeah, what what's going on <laughs> here too, Keisha, is this is something that is unresolved within you. This has to do with, even though this guy was a player, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. He was a player and he was, you know, I don't know. You felt, that you sensed that this guy was not right for you, not good for you, okay? Not a good right. choice for you, right? Okay. No, no, that no. Even even though you felt that to be true, and I believe that you are right about that, uh, Keisha, it mm-hmm. still doesn't mean there wasn't something in that situation that with that person that something you needed to recover from, something you needed to heal within yourself, something that mm-hmm. keeps calling you to look at so you can finally deal with whatever this is. Okay, all right. right. So, okay, so your guides, your spirit guides, I feel like you're breathing okay though. I don't feel like you're under a lot of um, anxiety, are you?
2: No, 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 not, not really. No. I'm kinda, you're, you're doing good yeah, with that.
4: Sure.
1: So I can usually feel yeah. it in my chest and my throat. You're, you're really okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit in the throat, not too much, but just everyone has something, you know? I mean, a little bit. But um, right. uh, it's a shyness, it's, it's a reserve you have that you're going to, you, if you spend much time around Marla or us, you're going to lose mm-hmm. that reserve. Okay, Keisha, huh? How about it, Keisha? All right. Okay. So, <laughs> your, your, spirit, your spirit guides are here. Your spirit guides and angels are here with us now. And they're going to tell you all about this guy and this this dream you keep having about it uh, showing back up in your life, flooding back into your life. Like, what mm-hmm. are you telling me? And here they go.
5: Keisha, Welcome. We come to you in truth and love. What has you baffled about why you have feelings or thoughts about other people that you may have a relationship with or would like to have a relationship with stems? From early on in your life you are still stuck with the first time someone told you as a child that you can't have this or that. You are not good enough to have that. We want you to look back and remember the first time an authority figure, most likely a parent, told you that you weren't worthy of having something that you wanted. This is the source of you wondering and thinking about what am I worthy of having. It resides in damage to your self-image and self Esteem that happened to you as a child, this clouds every decision that you've made the rest of your life.
1: Okay, uh, Keisha, this has to do with taboos. Mm hmm. Okay. Okay. It has to do with don't. It has to do with nose. No, Keisha, you can't have that. No, Keisha, you know, sit down and fold your hands or something like that. Taboos. You can't mm-hmm. think. And so, what happens when you get when you live a life of you know uh, of of restricting yourself? Okay, it the, mm-hmm. the taboos, whatever they are, become greater. <laughs> Okay, to get your attention. So a taboo. Let's say a taboo was, don't cross the street when you're five years old. That's a taboo. Don't do that. Well, what are you going to mm-hmm. do? You're going to have to cross the street. Don't tell me not to do that. I got to do it now, right? So mm-hmm. you've got to go do that. But as you get older, it, it, the odds, the the um, the the risk gets higher. Let's put it that way. And it turns into a relationship or it turns into a a would-be relationship or a relationship you knew would not be good for you. But you keep wanting it on some level, on an unconscious, subconscious level, you keep being drawn into that. That's just a a larger, larger expression of the early taboo, don't cross the street, that it turned into as you got older, okay? Now the taboo gets to be, you know, this gets to be more risky, all right? So it's almost like like creating problems in your life that you know you didn't need to do, but why the heck did you do it, or why are you thinking about doing it? Let's let your guides go on a little bit more here, a little more detail.
5: Here they go. As you grew up, people told you more about what you couldn't have than what you could have your friends or family told you things like you're not pretty enough or you're not smart enough to have that. You're not rich enough. All of these you're not enough statements became belief systems that you made decisions with for the last few decades. Once you write them down and go back to the source of when they happened, can you examine them and heal yourself?
2: Do you have
1: this thing, Keisha?
2: Yeah, they always tell me you're not good enough. That's their phrase that they tell me. That forever you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not this. They always tell me. That's what the family always tell. It's interesting because then when I go out in the world, you know, the world thinks X, Y, and Z about me. And, you know, they absolutely love my energy, but the family, it's like a whole another. You know, yeah. it's, it's opposite. So within the past couple of years, I did. I I've been a I've been traveling away from the family, trying to get away. So now it's just here all about the, uh, me, uh, believing uh, in me. No, okay,
1: he, uh, okay, here they go. The guys, the, the guys are going to keep talking here. Here they go, Keisha.
5: Keisha, yeah. you need to return to the family you were part of
1: before you came here. You know who that is? Mm-hmm. No. That's who you're talking to. That's who these guides are right now talking to you. It's your spirit guides and angels who helped you plan um, your life out before you came here. They are your eternal family, the family on the planet here on Earth. The ones you're talking about, they're temporary fam. They're just temporary family members. You guys all they, decided to come here and experience this together so you could outgrow some of these deficiencies.
4: You mm-hmm. are
1: getting it, Keisha.
5: Yeah, get yeah. away from the family like you've done for a couple of years. That's the best thing you could do. You,
1: you're finally able to even <laughs> see it now, okay? But yeah. I, want, I, I, want, I want to warn you about something. That whatever this is, okay. you know, this whole thing, that dynamic that's working within you, this could become uh-huh. a very dangerous thing in your life. You need to find out, like, like the guide said here, you need to go back to the beginning where this began and start to really examine what this is. And not just hear it in your head or know it or talk it out loud. You need to write it on the paper so that now you've got, you've got it written down. The proof is on the pages. It's no longer in you. It's on the pages,
3: okay? okay. It's a
1: powerful process. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I wrote a journal, uh, My Guided Journey on Amazon, just for this use. And it works, Keisha. Okay. Yeah. Start you, you, you're it. smart. You you already know that you're not that you're not the things that your family
2: Told su- me you
1: suggested that went into mm-hmm. your 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 little child that sweet little girl that first came here that was unsuspecting and it it, it absorbed it like a little sponge like we all do and and now mm-hmm. here you are what the heck is this you know you're right it's mm-hmm. foreign matter it doesn't belong there it's not yours.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm. Great.
1: And and uh, Linda you. and Ray, would you
0: say that that uh, so she was planning her life before she came here with her spirit guides, and we all plan out which challenges we're going to have? And she was in, born into this family that told her she's not good enough. So would her her work would be to uh, do that deep work on self worth and self love? Uh, would,
1: would you? Yes. That is so, Marla. Agree on that. You nailed yeah. it. Perfect. Okay. Let's let the guys comment on what you just said, Marla, and here they go. Okay. Okay.
5: Family wants you to not change. People, including family and friends who claim to like you the way you are, are not being truthful. They like you to be exactly like they are. Yeah. Yep. If you see yourself as being different and being worthy of something better, it's time for you to take action. Right,
1: and move on like you did. You, yeah. you, you, yes, you've I taken did. the right steps. Yep, you've taken the right steps. Now all you have to do is go back and repair the damage. My Guided Journey on Amazon. Linda, dear, get it.
2: Okay. Uh-huh. You. All right, thank you, guys. We love you. God bless. Thanks, Keisha. You're welcome. Oh, you so, mm-hmm.
1: so,
0: you guys, it sounds like also... Uh, that those people that are saying that they've got their own pain, even this is a good example. When I was uh, in sixth grade, I was bullied terribly. Me and my best friend were bullied by these four girls, Pam, Linda, Carol, and, and uh, uh, oh. I forgot the other girl's name anyway. Um, <laughs> so it, it was just awful. They, they, they'd call us names. They would sneer at us. They'd pull out our hair. Hmm. We, it was, uh, it was,
5: torturous Mm -hmm.
0: we felt so bad so I you know years and years went by and I think it was uh, a few years ago I went to my high school reunion I don't know if it was the 30th 30th I think maybe reunion right and I was walking out the door and this gal uh says hey Marla and I looked at her and I said Pam and this was one of the girls that had bullied me terribly in school Mm -hmm. she got up she came towards me she was um uh, hugging me and crying and she says oh my god oh my god when we were growing up I never let anybody hurt my Marla or something I said and I w- said what I said you bullied me terribly what are you talking about and she was crying and she says well I I'm so sorry and I I got my karma I've had a hard life and she says I was now she was one of the only uh African-American kids you know there weren't very many where I grew mm-hmm. up and uh this was back in mm-hmm. the six seventies, six seventies. And she says, Oh, kids would make fun of me and they'd call me names and they would put dirt in my mouth. And, and I said, Pam, I had no idea about this. And she, so she was very hurt and a hurt, hurt people, hurt other people. And, and so when I I realized that, and there was a healing there and we hugged and cried and I know that
2: these Mm. kids,
0: uh, must have had a bad home life or something happened to them to do that to me. But I carry mm. that in myself, in my subconscious, in my all these years thinking I'm not good enough. And uh, so there's a also realizing that and sending healing and love out to them, uh, the family or mm. whoever is, we feel like is doing something. And uh, so anyway, that's my little story on <laughs> <laughs> on that. No,
2: but no, that no, you're right, because it's a yeah. whole community yeah. of that. It's, they come from a yeah. whole community of hurt, and and I just couldn't take it. I'm actually the one with the heart, so I'm the one that was, like, let out of the tribe to do what she has <laughs> to do because it was just too much. Um yeah, you're the unicorn.
0: Uh, uh, you're not yeah. the black sheep of the family. You're, you're the, the unicorn. unicorn of the family.
2: You're the second person who came, up. <laughs> the person who came yeah. up to me and said unicorn today. So I don't know about this unicorn. Oh, so everybody oh, thinks I'm a, a magical I think unicorn right here. Right Write that down. And right. Yay. Write that down. I don't know. Like, I was thinking, like, what should I do with that, with the word? And I was like, I know it's something I got to do now because everybody's calling me a unicorn. The unicorn references is, is coming up a little bit too much for me. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. But I'm an elk.
0: Well, unicorns are, yeah. are unique. They're precious. They're, they're like a diamond, you know, mm-hmm. they're, 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 uh, and they, they're different. They're colorful. And so that's the unicorn, is, I feel like mm-hmm. that's a totem. That's mm-hmm. an animal totem coming to you to tell you, Keisha, shine your light and be yourself and be your u- unique self and uh
2: that's what they're saying. don't worry about it yes ma'am yeah, yeah. yes ma'am
0: all right thank
2: you okay. Keisha. thank much you love so much. To you. much love to you as well all right goodbye
0: so linda and ray we're coming to the end here and everybody you can go to linda's website lindadeer.com and that's d-e-i-r and you can order a reading get her book um, you can go to my website, MarlaMartinson.com, and get your self love guided meditation for free. Uh, if you love this podcast, please consider leaving it a, a review on iTunes. And what else? Um, any parting words from the guides or from you guys?
1: That sounds good, good. Marla. Anyway. Um, we're also doing a live event in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, December 14th at Storm Wisdom. It's going to be available. Uh, live streaming over the internet anywhere in the world or on location right here in phoenix arizona it's going to be 1 to 3 p.m mountain standard time and the name of the event is 2020 the spirit guides navigate you through the volatile year to come oh my gosh that
0: sounds amazing that is great yeah you guys go also go to the facebook group what's the facebook group called again
1: Linda, dear author. And all this you can find right on my homepage at com. That's D as in David, E I R.com. Wonderful. Thank you, Linda. Okay, and and today, the
0: yeah, oh, yeah, go ahead.
1: You want the guides the guide? to close the session?
0: That would you, be awesome. You want the gui- we have Three minutes left. Okay, so yeah, please.
1: That, please. That sounds, okay, we're going to do it, Marla. And here they go. Who
5: else? Are you planning to be, if not, who you are, who you came in as? A person is never more pure or powerful than they are when they first arrive into this life. Little by little, People tell them what they can't do, who they can't love, and how they should think. This goes against everything we taught you before you got here. We are always with you, have always been with you, and you are never alone and always be guided. There it is.
3: Beautiful.
1: Thank
0: you so much. Oh, my gosh. We learned so much today. Um,
1: Isn't this fun, This Marla? is just this is the most This is so fun. fun. The most
0: fun. We're going to be doing this more.
5: <laughs> I love it. I know.
0: Good, Marla. We're up for it, aren't we, Ray? Right? Sure. <laughs>
5: I'm the vortex of it. All far right. Far,
0: yeah.
4: <laughs> All right. Great talking to uh, you guys.
0: Much love, everyone. Until next time. Bye now.
2: Sounds good, Marla. Bye. Bye. Bye.